Welcome back to Sister Allie Cat's Tea, where we talk about all things church related. And on today, we are going to continue with the epistle of James. James is the brother of Jesus Christ, and he was the overseer of the Judean church in Jerusalem. Now, we have talked about chapter 1 and chapter 2, and we begin to get into chapter 3 about the tongue, that unruly member, excuse me, within our body. But we are going to kind of go back and reiterate a little bit on chapter 3, that which we talked about on the previous episode, because we want to get all this together. We want to get all of this goodness about the tongue in one episode. So we are going to start this episode out in chapter 3. We are talking about the tongue. Now, James, he began to say another measure of spiritual maturity is the believer's speech. James devoted a good portion of his letter to attacking a careless and corrupt tongue. Listen, he appealed for a controlled tongue and controlled thoughts because why the mouth is connected to the mind. Therefore, a controlled thought pattern helps us in the process of having a controlled tongue. Now we've learned about sins of the tongue. James began to tell us that uh, sinful speaking includes harsh and unkind words, lying, exaggeration, teaching of false doctrine, slander, gossiping, and boasting. And Lord help us in this area. Powers of the tongue. The tongue is the main expression of our personality and usually calls forth an immediate reaction of one kind or another in others. Mean words have wrecked many homes, have divided many churches, and sent unnumbered millions into uh, uh, despair and into ruin. Nonetheless, listen, all of this we know about the tongue. However, Many religious people seem to never make an effort to control the tongue. Thus, the instructions that James is speaking here to the people of the children of Israel back in the Bible days, it is relevant to us on today. These same words are relevant to us on today. Now, a mature believer keeps their tongue under control by the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Lord, fill us with your Holy Spirit so we can uh, uh, be mature and control our tongue. We take into captivity every thought to the obedience of Jesus Christ. So we have to pull that thing into, we have the control, we have to reel ourselves in, we have to pull it into captivity, we have to use the weapons in our arsenal, honey, we have to do it. Now, to control the tongue, James proceeded, you know, he began to go from out of faith to out of speech, and, and James starts out making a statement to the brethren, many should not consider the office of an uh, unofficial teacher. So just, you know, someone that's just teaching in an uh, um, office within the, within the congregation, within the church. He's not talking about apostolic teachings and, and prophetic people. Uh, he's not, this is not what he's talking about. Those that just want to teach, want to have something to do, you know, be a, a, a helper, excuse me, in the church. 
And why is James saying this? Well, James's complaint was simply that too many believers were overly anxious to speak up and to show off. So there was something behind what James was saying. It was the idea of, of the, the motives or the mindset of the people, why they wanted to be teachers. But James wanted to be very clear why he was telling them don't follow after that office. James said that um, he wanted them to know that those who teach have a greater responsibility and will be judged harder than others. So if you, you know, so many running after the office to be a teacher or wanted to teach something, listen, you can, yeah, you can do that great enough, but listen, there is a greater responsibility. You are going to be judged harder. Why are you going to be judged harder? A teacher's condemnation is greater because having professed to have clear knowledge of duty, you have clear knowledge of the word of God. Why? Because you are teaching it. He is saying here, he is still is all the more bound to obey it. So if you're teaching the word, you are bound to obey what you are teaching. If we teach the gospel of Jesus Christ, we should be doing everything in our power to live it. Listen, I am example of how the enemy can come in. You can be a teacher. The enemy can come in and, and, and knock you off of your feet if you will. Yes, he can. So that's why uh, one reason I can imagine to myself is why James has said, don't be running after this office because you are bound um, to obey the clear knowledge of the duty of this office or, or to be a teacher or the duty of the word of God because you are teaching it and yes yes i am doing it on this podcast and yes i am bound by uh, what i say yes i am but honey listen i've learned a lesson i've been there and i've done that and honey i'm doing everything in my power my ability asking the holy ghost the lord jesus christ his holy angels to help me to keep all doors closed all cracks sealed every and anything yes so i can go forth and do uh, the will of the Lord and do it right and do it uh, without controversy to do it without um, uh, being judged in so many words my God being condemned my God from Zion so let's move on for that because listen James is saying all, all of this he said if we teach the gospel of Jesus Christ we should be doing everything in our power to live it yes we should be however James is telling us we all make mistakes listen we all make mistakes honey if we are not, if we're doing it for the right reasons regardless we still make mistakes now if we're not doing it for the right reasons reason then we don't want to be walking in that office because we're going to get judged and we're going to be whipped with the many stripes as the bible tells us you know some may be beat with a few stripes but then there are others that's going to be beat with the many stripes on the day of jesus christ so and that's why he's saying we're gonna the teachers are gonna be has a greater responsibility and will be judged harder than others because you taught the gospel of Jesus Christ. So the Lord is gonna look at you or look unto you and 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 basically in my mindset basically say listen you knew better and you did it anyway. 
those are those that are doing it for the wrong reason. But those of us who are doing it for the right reasons and doing it to the best of our ability and, you know, asking God to help us and assist us and, and being mindful of the things of the spirit and mindful of the things that the Holy Spirit is telling us. James comes back and he says, we all make mistakes. If we never said anything or if we have never done anything wrong, then we will be perfect. Yes, we will be perfect saints, mature in all things that able to control everything about ourselves. Yes. He said, if we never do anything wrong or said anything wrong, then we are perfect and we are able to control everything about ourselves. I don't, I, I've never seen, a, I've never came into contact with a perfect person, a perfect individual. I'm just saying I'm up in age. Yes. And I have never in my entire life met a, a perfect individual. Paul began to say, yeah, you're able to control everything about yourself, controlling their entire body. So they are spiritually mature. For example, when we put bits in the mouth of horses, we guide their whole body. A ship is very big and it's pushed back and forth by the winds, but it's very small rudder on that ship, propeller, if you will, controls the ship. And it makes it go where the pilot wants it to go. James began to say, it is the same with the tongue. It is a small part of the body, a small member, but it brags about great things. Yes, it does. It is influential. Listen, your tongue or our tongue. And listen, what, what, what James has to say, a big forest fire can be started with only a little flame. Yes, and we've heard of that. These uh, fires that get started from a cigarette, fires that get started from whatever the case may be, a small flame can start a forest fire. And James began to tell us, and the tongue is like a fire. It is a whole world of evil among the parts of our bodies come on somebody that tongue is a world of evil amongst the parts of our body the tongue is powerful and perverse it is small and influential but can be satanic and infectious come on somebody the tongue spreads its evil through the whole body that tongue of ours honey what it does it, it, it goes throughout our whole body, inflaming the whole course of our life. What come proceeds out of our mouth? Listen, Jesus told us in the, in the Gospels, he says it is not what goes into a man when he's talking about eating. He says, this, and I use this scripture all the time when I'm eating my food, honey, when I'm drinking, whatever I'm doing that's going inside of my body. I stand on this scripture. Jesus said it is not what goes inside of the body that defiles a man. It is what comes out of that mouth. What comes out of us is what defiles us. It what makes us 
unrighteous, makes us wicked and sinful and evil, make us harsh, makes us uh, uh, makes someone want to uh, fall into despair and ruin what comes out of that mouth. Oh my God, from Zion, that is what uh, 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 kills people. Come on, somebody, you don't have to have a gun to kill somebody. That that what comes out of our mouth, it wrecks homes. It destroys churches. Millions go into despair because of what comes out of our mouth. Yes, even Jesus had to comment on that. What comes out of the mouth is what defiles a man. It's not what that goes in. And what comes out of the mouth, how does it come out of our mouth? By our tongue. Come on, somebody. By our tongue. It tells us that the tongue is powerful and it is perverse. It is small and it is influential, but can be satanic and infectious. The tongue spreads its evil through the whole body and flame in the whole course of life. It is as though the tongue is the center of the wheel of nature. Like fireworks, the wheel is set on fire at the center. Come on, somebody. The more it burns, the faster the wheel turns. And soon the whole wheel is on fire. And what is the, the, when a wheel gets on fire and it is turning really fast, what happens to that fire? That fire is spit out in all directions. And that is what the tongue does. Come on. This is what James is telling us. My God from Zion, James is telling us that the tongue is as though it is the center of the wheel of nature. Just imagine nature is, is as a wheel. And the tongue is in the center. And like fireworks, when you light fireworks, you know they explode. The wheel is set on fire. At the center by that tongue. And the more the wheel burns, the more nature burns, the more um, our bodies are inflamed, our lives are inflamed, our nature is inflamed, the faster the wheel turns. And soon the whole wheel is on fire. So the whole course of nature is on fire. And what is it doing after that? Those flames are being spit out everywhere. Because the, the wheel is turning so fast, the flames got to go. They got to spit out in all directions. My God from Zion. What an analogy. What an analogy about the tongue. Set the course of nature on fire. Just Spitting out, just spitting out harmful words, just spitting out mean words, just, just, just breaking up homes and my God from Zion, causing chaos on the job, making the kids run away, just spitting out fire, the tongue. 
James says, listen, the tongue is only the fuse, though. Listen at what James has to say. The tongue is only the fuse. He's, he's only the lighter, if you will. The source of the daily fire is hell. <laughs> the tongue is set on fire by hell. Gahanna in this scripture. Gahanna. And he's just using an illustration here. Gahanna is a valley outside of Jerusalem. Where in the Old Testament period, children were sacrificed to a pagan god. Now later, it was used as a burning trash pile. So, um, the source of the deadly fire is Gehenna. And we've learned that Gehenna is a trash pile. And it's on fire. It's burning. What an illustration. And it's an illustration of the lake of fire. So the tongue is the fuse, but the fire coming from that, that, uh, that trash that's burning on the inside. That trash on the inside. We talked about that trash when we talked about being a, a vessel unto honor and dishonor. How we had to empty the trash can. And then that trash can can be used as a vessel unto honor. Yeah, so James is telling us that that burning trash pile, <laughs> that's the source of the fire that's on the inside of us. That what we need to ask the Lord to remove out of us, to purge out of us, to, to uh, uh, burn us, uh, purge us with hyssop, cleanse us. Sanctifies, purifies from the inside out. Why? Because there's a burning trash pile in there that is the source that the tongue is fused by. So that's what's on the inside of us in our mind, those thoughts that we allow the devil to plant that seed on the inside of us and that tree is growing it's on the inside of us so when um we are not being mindful we're not being uh quick to listen then and we are fast to speak that tongue speaks what's on the inside therefore it begins to shoot out flames everywhere listen my God from Zion. James is telling us something here about the tongue. That tongue will set the course of your life on fire. And somebody else's life. And, it's, and the tongue is, is only the fuse. The source of that fire is on the inside of us. My God from Zion. The tongue is an uncontrolled fire. And it is also like an untamed beast, James is telling us. All nature of wild beasts are being or and have been tamed by man. But no one, no man can tame the tongue. No one can tame the tongue because it is a restless evil. It is wild and uncontrollable and full of deadly poison. Poison like that of a serpent. The tongue is loaded with venom of hate and death-dealing gossip. Come on. Come on, somebody. 
somebody going with me? Do, do you do somebody do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth, which I am getting from James's mouth? Oh my God, from Zion, the tongue is uncontrolled. Can no man contain the tongue? It's a restless evil. It's uncontrollable. It is is oh my God! It's got deadly poison in it, like the poison of a serpent. It's loaded with venom of hate and death dealing gossip. My God from Zion, help us, Lord. Help us on this journey. Tell us, Jesus, take us back to our first love. Lord, help us to build on this foundation. Get rid of all that old wood and that old brick that was on the foundation. We tearing that down. We're tearing down all that old stuff where there's cracks along the rim of the window and the doors where there are cracks there. We're tearing that business down and we are rebuilding. Yes, Lord, we're rebuilding. We got updated windows and updated doors and we're putting, taking out those old floors and we're putting in new floors. We're taking off that old roof and we're putting on a new roof. We are rebuilding this house yes God is taking us back to the foundation back to the very beginning to rebuild a fresh a new a fresh anointing a fresh mindset a fresh understanding of his word a renewed spirit a mature individual. Yes, that is what God is doing for us in the word today. He is helping us. He is reminding us how the tongue can kill. How we need to be slow to speak. Swift to listen. Hear. Hear what is being said. Hear what is being done. Control the tongue. And by controlling the tongue. The tongue, we must control the mind. We must get rid of all those evil thoughts in the mind. And we have to cast them down. Where are they coming from? They are coming from the devil. Or they're coming from the inside. We got to get rid of that. We got to upchuck it. We got to uh, uh, regurgitate it. We got to get it out of us. We got to cough it out. We got to spit it out. We got to throw it up. Get all of that uncleanness out of us. Why? Because God is doing a new thing in this season, in this last quarter of the year. God is doing a new thing. Yes, we understand that the world is in judgment. We understand that the nations are being judged by God. We understand that clearly. But we know what God is doing for his house, for his bride. He is the bridegroom and we are are the bride those that truly love him those that are truly living for him those that have their hand in his hand god is doing a new thing for us praise you jesus hallelujah and we know he's getting us ready he's getting us ready we are putting on our our god we're putting on our uh, dress our bridal clothes we are putting them on why because jesus is soon to come we are getting ready we are filling up our vessels with oil and we are getting that extra oil we do not want to be caught when he comes when he tarry he may tarry just a little bit longer but we don't want to be caught we don't want our lamps to go out while we are waiting from 
for him to come. So we are getting that extra oil. We are tearing down this old house. This house that has been ruined by the rain. Ruined being beat down by the storm. We are getting rid of this house. We are tearing that house down. And we are building afresh those thunderstorms, those uh, winter storms, all of that, anything that brought decay unto the house. We are getting rid of that decayed house. And listen, we are building a new house upon the foundation. It is already there, honey, the foundation, Jesus Christ, him crucified upon the cross, dead and buried and rose on the third day with all power in his hand. He went down to death, hell and the grave. He snatched the keys, as I like to say. He snatched the keys out of the hands of Lucifer, out of the hands of the devil. Yes, and he came back to earth. He was seen of many after his death. Many, even those that were dead in the grave rose and they went up to heaven. Listen, my God from Zion, God is getting us ready for that great day, my God. And he has a work for us to do. Therefore, he is taking us back. He has taken us back to the beginning, back to our first love, back to our restoration, our renewing, our refreshing, whatever you want to call it, honey. God is doing it for us on today. Yes, and we are sucking it up. We are taking it in. We are eating with our spoon and our fork. We are ready to get what God has for us in the midst of judgment, in the midst of the nations being judged. God is doing a work in his people. God is showing his people. God is speaking unto his people. Yes, he is. God is telling us the things that he'd have us to do for these last and evil days. So we must be uh, mindful. We must adhere to what he is telling us. We must hear what the spirit is speaking unto the church. And it is telling us here today to tame the tongue or to uh, uh, basically to be slow to speak. He's reminding us what the tongue can do. And it is not of God. The tongue can destroy a soul. The, a tongue, the tongue can destroy a marriage. The tongue can destroy a church. Come on, somebody. The tongue can destroy a spirit within the inside of somebody. The tongue can take away that joy and, and, and that um, love. The tongue, the tongue, this little member will set the course of our life on fire. And James is reminding us of that. The tongue is loaded with venom of hate and death dealing gossip. The gossip will kill the individual. Yes, that's what the tongue, our tongue on the inside of us will do to somebody else. James begin to say similar to the fork or, or we can say similar to the forked tongue of a snake. 
Man's uncontrolled tongue emits both praise and spews out curses, wishing evil on men. Is that so? A forked tongue. One side of our mouth we praising God and the other side of our mouth we wishing evil on somebody. Come on now. I, I, that sounds like a hypocrite to me. <laughs> James didn't call him a hypocrite, but I'm calling him a hypocrite. Help us, Jesus. That Those are hypocritical ways. Help us, Lord. Lord, help us. We don't want to be hypocrites. We don't want to be praising you with one side of our mouth and cursing somebody on the other side. Evil. Wishing evil on somebody. James began to say, we use our tongue to praise Jesus and God the Father, but then we curse people who God made in his image. So we wishing evil on somebody that God made in his image. Who does that? James stated this, well, a lot of us, we've all done it in one form or fashion. We have done it in this life. It is doable and it has been done. But we repent of our sins and we're asking God to help us here today. Help us not be like that. James state that this should not be. It shouldn't be. He says, do sweet and bitter water flow from the same spring? He's questioning us. Can a fig tree bear olives? Can an orange tree bear apples? I'll put that in there. Or a grapevine bear figs? Come on, somebody. Of course not. Neither can salt make sweet water. You can't put salt in a cup of water and expect it to be sweet. This is what James is telling us. He's saying small and influential is the tongue. The tongue must be controlled. Satanic and infectious is the tongue. The tongue must be corralled. Salty and inconsistent is the tongue. The tongue must be cleansed. Lord, help us on this journey. Help us, dear God. Help us, Jesus. Help us when it comes to all of this that you are teaching us in your word. We want to be right with you. We want to be in right standing. We do not want to be praising you on one aspect and then wishing evil on somebody in another aspect. We don't want to be like that. Help us dear God. Now James turned our attention to wisdom. Here's wisdom. James began to say the key to talking right is to think right. We already know that the tongue is connected to the mind. We found that out earlier. The key to talking right is to think right. The tongue is in a cage of teeth and lips, but it still escapes. Yes, it does. It's in a cage. Have you ever thought about it like that? Your teeth and your lips are the cage for the tongue. But what? It still escapes. It still gets out and cause, causes chaos. 
my Gotham Zion. It is not in it is not intelligence that keeps the lock on the cage. You can be intelligent as all get out, but that does not keep the lock on the cage. Come on now. Don't keep a lock on the tongue. What is it? It is wisdom. Wisdom that is characterized by what? By humility, by grace, and by peace. James asked the question, as he always do, who is wise and understanding among you? Who, who are the wise ones among you? Are there any wise? This wisdom has more insight and skill in the practical issues of life. Come on, James, speak to us. James tells us to show wisdom by living and doing good things with humility. Help us, Lord. Help us to be humble. Help us to be humble, dear God. Help us to be humble, dear God. Bless your name, Jesus. The Lord just, just put in my spirit to read a prayer on pride at the end of this at the end of this and I hope I can do that but um, let's see James tells us to show wisdom by living and doing good things with humility this is like a show and tell basically wisdom is not measured by degrees but by deeds it's measured by actions it is not a matter of acquiring truth by sermon but of applying truth to life this is betrayed in the humility of wisdom the truly wise, they are humble. But if you have bitter envy, which is self-ambition that prompts us to promote our own interests and are selfish in our hearts, do not brag about this. This is nothing to glory about. It is inspired by the devil. It is inspired by demons. Come on, somebody. Don't brag about your... Uh, envy and, and your self ambitions and you are trying to promote yourself James said that's nothing to brag about why because it is inspired by demons by the devil your bragging is a lie a denial that hides the truth come on somebody we can go into a whole nother direction right here on that one statement your bragging is a lie a denial that hides the truth what is truth listen according to some medical professionals i could tell you there is insecurities or there are insecurities within the individual which causes them to behave like this. Or we can look at it from a spiritual point of view and call it the works of the flesh, which is encouraged and fueled by demonic forces. Come on, somebody. When somebody always boasting and bragging and carrying on, they're, they're trying to hide what's really going on. Yeah. James is telling us this here. He said, your bragging is a lie. You lying. You lying to your own self. Why? Because it hides the truth. The truth of what's actually going on on the inside of you. You, you you're bragging and boasting to make somebody else feel bad. Uh, uh, you're bragging and boasting because of your own insecurities. That's on the inside. What's wrong with you on the inside? 
that's what bragging and boasting. Mm-hmm. We can go, we can go there, but we're not going there because uh, that's a whole nother subject. Now, this kind of wisdom does not come from God. It is earthly, James tells us. It is not spiritual. It is from the devil. Where jealousy and selfishness dwells, there will be dis, uh, disorder and confusion and every kind of evil. A truly wise person does not seek glory or gain. They are gracious and given. But the wisdom that comes from God is first of all pure. Come on, he's breaking it down for us. It's wisdom that comes from God is first of all pure, which means it's holy. Then it's peaceful, it's gentle, it's considerate, and it's easy to please. It's open to reason. This wisdom is always ready to help those who are troubled and to do good for others. It is full of mercy and of good fruit. It is always fair and honest. This is the wisdom that James is talking about. It's always fair and honest. Peacemakers who sow with peace will harvest a crop of righteousness. A truly wise person is a person of peace. My God from Zion. And that ends chapter 3. My God, my God. I want to read a prayer for you, but I might just pin it. know if I'm going to be able to get my prayer that I wanted to read for you because we want to walk in humility and we want to do it according to the will of God. I don't want to cut you off while I'm trying to find that prayer. But I'm going to read this prayer that I found because we want to we want to walk in humility on all sides. We want to humble ourselves and we want to get rid of pride. The Bible tells us which we found out that God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. So this is a prayer on pride and I want to read this prayer to you that I found and it's called Deliverance from Leviathan and we know Leviathan is the king of pride you can find that in the book of Job but I'm going to read this prayer we're going to read I'm going to read it but we are going to pray it together as I read it listen this is the closing prayer and I am going to read this prayer Deliverance from Leviathan I bind the spirit of Leviathan. I bind pride, arrogance, and boasting. I bind the strong man in my life and every spirit giving pride access to my mind, my will, and my emotions. I lay the axe at the root of pride. I curse you at the root. I cast you out. I send you back to the pits of hell. I break your teeth in your mouth with the hammer of the word of God. 
I cut off your head and your tail with the sword of the spirit. I dry up your rivers, your swamps, and all your water courses and waterways. I declare famine and drought upon you and your kingdom. I renounce, denounce, and divorce and dry up all your streams of thought in my mind. I command all streams of thought emanating from or connected to Leviathan to dry up. I strip every defense mechanism giving way to pride. I curse it and I send it back to the pits of hell. Lord, you are my defense and my shield. I have trusted in your holy name. I cast off all offenses given access to, leading to, and promoting pride. I cast off every work of darkness. I put on the armor of light. I cast off the armor of Leviathan. I send it into hell fire. Lord, you are my shield and my exceeding great reward. I confess that I don't know everything. I don't see everything. I do not see with perfect vision 100% of the time. I confess that I do not hear everything. I confess that I do not hear everything with perfect clarity 100% of the time. I confess that I only know, see, and hear according to the grace that you have given me. You are omniscient. I confess that in you I live and move and have my being. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me, including humble myself that you may lift me up in due time. I believe that I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live yet not I, but Christ that liveth in me. And the life I live, I now live is by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Therefore, it is no longer I, but Christ in me. Every good gift in my life comes from him. Therefore, Lord, give me of, forgive me of every thought attitude and behavior rooted in pride or arrogance. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Wash me whiter than snow. Since pride cometh before destruction, keep me from destruction, O God. A hearty spirit before a fall, keep me from falling, O God. Clothe me in humility. Clothe me in your righteousness. I renounce, denounce, and curse all flattering words that have planted seeds of pride in my life. I declare abortion and miscarriage to all these seeds, their cause, their effect, and their side effects. I pluck them up and cast them back to the pits of hell. 
I cast off every crown of pride. Father, crown me with a crown of glory. Deliver me from all self-deception. You said when a man thinks he is something and he is nothing, he deceives himself. Expose everywhere I have been seduced, O oh God, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, or physically. I cut off the tail of mermaid and decapitate her head. I bind the spirit of mermaid and I declare abortion and miscarriage to all her influence. Seeds, fruit, tree, leaves, and root. I curse them at the root and I cast them back into the pit of him. The blood of Jesus on the mercy seat. Silence the voices and paralyze the influences of Leviathan and Mermaid in my life. I release the fire of God into my bone, my marrow, my mind, my will, and my emotions. Burn and consume, decimate and destroy all pride, haughtiness, and arrogance. Lord, you said you resist the proud and give grace to the humble. <coughs> Excuse me. Father, I humbly, I humble myself. <coughs> Excuse me. The devil don't want me to read it, but he is a liar. I cast that down. Father, I humble myself in your mighty hand. That you may lift me up in due time. Help me to walk in hum humility until my time comes, when my time comes, and after my time comes. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for humbling yourself and being obedient <coughs> unto death. Even the death of the cross, excuse me. You are my example. You are my deliverer. Thank you for my deliverance. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. And I seal this prayer with the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. And we are going to end off Sister Atticus T with that wonderful prayer with that powerful prayer to take away pride out of our life we want to be humble before the our lord and savior jesus christ we want to be humble for our so that our father can use us in this last and evil evil day we want to live according to the word of god so i want to thank you again for listening to Sister Alec Cast T, where we talk about all things church related. And listen, guys, the book of James has five chapters in it, so we got one more episode. We're gonna do our best to get chapter four and chapter five done in the next episode. I love you guys, and I pray that the Lord bless you. And I will talk to you soon.